Good evening, moviegoers, and welcome to the Universal Palace. With the installation of the modern electric chair, affectionately known around Hellgate as Old Smokey. Looks like I win again. Decades, Halloween Horror Night Orlando has created a unique world of horror. We'll explore this world's legends and lore through the ages, discovering their origins and learning their story past. So join us now in this special episode of The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights. Welcome to this special episode of the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. Legacy and Lore. I am Matt, and this is the short run extension to the Catacombs of Halloween Hard Nights podcast, where I take a look at a single part of what makes up the much larger world of Halloween Hard Nights that's been building for the past 30 years and counting. In this episode, I am taking a look at the Shady Brook Rest Home and Sanitarium. In a sentence, the Shady Brook Rest Home and Sanitarium is the worst-run mental institution in the history of mental institutions because it's constantly being overrun by its inmates. So even with that big kind of a spoiler in a sense, there's still a lot more to this story to be told. So let's get into that story. Shady Brook is an insane asylum. It is for the most uncontrollable unmanageable, criminally insane inmates that have really not even a chance. It's just there's there's going to be no helping or rehabilitating them. And with these kind of inmates and that chronic problem I just mentioned to open the show, these chronic takeovers often end up creating a ton of chaos with grisly, if not, to their credit, some creative murders. And this is the setting for the continuing original series at Halloween Horror Nights. Shady Brook's first confirmed appearance is at Halloween Horror Nights 13 in 2003. I say it's the first confirmed appearance because there's an argument to be made that it may have appeared before in the history of the event in another form, and we'll get to that later. It's the setting for the house psychoscarapy. The baseline story? Inmates take over the asylum. Tell me you didn't see that coming after this intro. The setting... For something like this, and the characters in this type of situation is a really a rich source of material for a house like this. First, the story sets that these inmates are the worst of the worst, the insanest of the insane, if that's a word, the craziest of the crazies, and they will do the unexpected as the norm. You can't get into their heads. You can't anticipate anything that you are going to see or get from these characters in this setting. Then we've got the setting, or you could even call it the stage for these characters to come to life, and that is an asylum. There are many design elements in that idea alone, from padded walls to entertainment areas to medical, and in this case, a dental facility, and then infamously for this house, the bathroom. And if you don't know the legend of the bathroom in this house, but you did experience the exorcist in Halloween Horror Nights 26, believe me when I tell you, you got the better end of that bargain. One very cool thing about this house that's not story related is its location in the park. And 
I'm bringing it up because we're probably never going to get a house in this location again. Halloween Horror Nights 13 was in Islands of Adventure, and Psychoscarapy was on the, I was going to say ground floor, but I guess the bottom floor of the Jurassic Park Discovery Center, because the ground floor, to us entering, this was actually lower than that. You could actually see down into the house if you were to go through that entrance. Like I said, we're probably never going to see a house there again, even though every big year that comes around, there's always that rumor that both parks are going to be used again. And every year so far, that doesn't happen. And if the speculation map from Horror Night Nightmares is accurate, or as accurate as I have every reason to believe it is, that's not going to happen when we do have Halloween Horror Nights 30 either. But on the other hand, if Universal is going to make Halloween Horror Nights for 2021 bigger and better than ever before for its triumphant return, maybe they'll use both parks again. I don't really believe that. I just wanted to start the rumor this time. So Psychoscarapy and Halloween Horror Nights 13, that is the start for Shady Brook, at least the official start. The return of Shady Brook didn't take all that long in terms of a Halloween Horror Nights timeline. It came back in Halloween Horror Nights 16 in 2006 with Psychoscarapy Maximum Madness. Now, there were two really big things going on in terms of story and theme for Halloween Horror Nights in 2006. One, each house was a sequel or a prequel to houses from past Halloween Horror Nights. And two, it was the coming together of all the past original icons for the first time. And at that time, those icons were Jack the Clown, the caretaker, the director, and the storyteller. And each would be featured in one of those houses. So the sequel, that's pretty obvious. We got that by its name. We're going back to Shady Brook. Maybe even seeing a sign that says it's been three years since an inmate takeover incident or something like that. But covering the other side of the two big things in theming this year... This time, Shady Brook has a new inmate, Jack Schmidt, better known to us as Jack the Clown. And it doesn't take too long for Jack to rile the inmates and get them to take over the asylum once again with what might officially be the very first set of Jack's maniacs, both figuratively and literally. In this incarnation, we didn't get a repeat of the original Psychoscarapy Asylum. We got a sequel. Some elements were the same, but throwing Jack in as a leader of this takeover lent a huge new story element. The set decorations match the aesthetic that Jack brings to this kind of story. The costume design, the makeup, the makeup was a big thing. The inmates wore Jack-inspired makeup. And there were new and creative Jack-minded torture scenes and murders. And with all that, for better or for worse, we still had to walk through the bathroom. I think adding Jack to this story, adding that element to this entire story, not only gave a great opportunity to do some uh, creative new things with relatively the same idea from three years ago, but I think it also opened the floodgates of ideas to expand Shady Brook and the Psychoscarapy story. I think that because the next return of Shady Brook would be the very next year, and this time the inmates were put into a much bigger world. It was 2007, and it's Halloween Horror Nights 17, the Carnival of Carnage, one of the most highly regarded events ever, and even called by some, including myself, on several episodes, possibly the best year ever in the history of the event, at least so far. And the Shady Brook House was 
Psychoscarapy home for the holidays. And this time, the inmates were out of the asylum. A bus carrying a resident of the Shady Brook Asylum crashed on Christmas Eve. The driver was decapitated, but the passengers survived and ran amok in the closest neighborhood that was quietly and eagerly awaiting Christmas Day. This was literally a whole new world for the creative team to play with, with their maniacal characters. Their strengths for the setting of the asylum, the already established building, were off. They could do almost anything. You could go inside, you could go outside, you could go into a shed and find a chainsaw, which they actually did. I would imagine that if you had a great idea as a creative team member that you could, they could not pass up for this story, you could find a way to do it now that we were outside of the asylum. And then, to put icing on that cake, they decided to make it Christmas Eve. The creativity for these characters is probably at an apex so far in this lineage. Christmas decorations, lights, snowmen, holiday feast, every cherished holiday staple was turned upside down by the Shady Brook inmates. And adding a simple device as a bus, that just made the storytelling mind that they were already digging from pretty much endless. And this is not the last time that bus is going to cause problems in relations to the Shady Brook inmates. As much as Shady Brook deservedly had these back-to-back appearances, it'd be a few more years until we'd wander the halls of the worst managed asylum again. But we would, and that would be in 2010 with Halloween Horror Nights 20 Years of Fear with Psychoscarapy Echoes of Shady Brook. So now that we have established canon that the inmates have been transported from time to time, the world is literally open for any new story. So, what can we expect this year? Is it going to be something like Shady Brook a day at the Grand Canyon or Shady Brook walks the Great Wall of China? No, they do not go that route. Instead, they expand the lore of Shady Brook even more. And this time, they do it by adding the paranormal. For us, in terms of story, it's been three years since we've had any contact with the inmates of Shady Brook and four years since we've actually entered the walls of Shady Brook itself. But for this story, it's been a bit longer. In the story world of Shady Brook, the asylum was shut down 15 years ago. It's been boarded up, fenced, abandoned the whole nine yards. Even though the building hasn't been used for 15 years, it's nowhere near empty. So many horrific things, horrific events, and so many horrific, incredibly insane acts have happened in this building that has now become a haunting ground for the spirits of those criminally insane souls that once filled the asylum. Halloween Horror Nights has now taken this already rich legacy of Shady Brook and the Psychoscarapy story and now have created a true, in-description, haunted house built from that lore. And if that wasn't enough, one of my favorite Halloween Horror Nights items ever, Old Smokey, was now brought into the Shady Brook lore with this house. If you haven't heard that story, it's the first episode of Legacy and Lore in this feed. It's all about that particular item. So now we have a true haunted house filled with the worst imaginable souls in one of the most reputedly awful places on earth. With the asylum closed and the halls filled with ghosts, what do you do now to follow up? Well, apparently you open it back up and you double it. That's what you do. We're now at 2015 with Halloween Horror Nights 25, the first event for many, uh, I guess you'd say modern era Halloween Horror Nights fans. A huge year, a year that pays homage to much of the people, places, and events 
that made Halloween Horror Nights reach this silver anniversary with such anticipation and excitement. I did say double, so we have got two more chapters, I guess, in the story of Shadybrook to talk about here. The first is the return of that story element that makes a Shadybrook story possible to tell anywhere, and that is the bus. That bus, once again full of inmates, crashes into a city neighborhood during that neighborhood's Halloween party. And it doesn't take long for those inmates to take over that party and start twisting it in their own image. Hunter and Shelby just covered this scare zone in their Halloween Horror Nights 25 Introductions and Scare Zones episode. It's a few episodes back in this feed if you want to hear more details about this. It's also one of my all-time favorites and possibly the best use, in my opinion, of that New York area scare zone in terms of their original scare zone properties. Now, if you followed along this long in this episode, you've probably noticed that this is the first time I've mentioned that Shady Brook was part of a scare zone. And the simple explanation for that is that this is indeed the first time Shady Brook was featured as a story for a scare zone. With the story element of the Shady Brook Asylum bus, there really was no reason not to do this before. But in a strange way, I'm glad they waited until 25 to do it. It almost feels like that if they didn't do this scare zone as big as they did on a year that drew everyone's attention and eye to every detail, it might have come and gone and, while probably not forgotten, might not be as revered as it was having taken place in Halloween Horror Nights 25. Then again, it is a fantastic scare zone, so it could have been liked and remembered this fondly anytime. It would have for me, for sure. But we're not done with Shady Brook, nor with Shady Brook at Halloween Horror Nights 25. Just when you think there's no more layers you could possibly put on the lore of Shady Brook, we now have the house body collector's recollections in Halloween Horror Nights 25. In Recollections, Creative took one of the most visually stunning horror-themed houses with some of the most memorable inhabitants from the most detailed world event overlay in Halloween Horror Nights history and dropped them in the middle of Shady Brook. And to make sure you remembered it, it all takes place during a blizzard. Body Collector's Recollection featured the ashen-faced, ever-grinning, frighteningly silent body collectors from Terra Coentis, the world overlay for Halloween Horror Nights 15, just featured in the previous episode of Legend and Lore. There's a couple great things about this story. First, it's a new aspect of the Terra Coentis lore, albeit the body collectors specifically. So far, they seem to be the only ones that can traverse outside of Terra Coentis, and possibly outside of normal linear time. We don't know the year this story takes place, but we're given a lot of clues that it's somewhere in the past, possibly the 1930s or 40s. We see an old phone, we see a record player, and the way that the inmates were dressed. This is a hell of a takeover, and a fight, and a way we get to see Shadybrook like we've never seen it before, taken over and redesigned by the body collectors. And one last bit of not only Shady Brook and Body Collectors lore, with this taking place in the past, we see two babies and two bassinets in the dungeon of the asylum that bear a striking resemblance to Jack and Eddie Schmidt, heavily hinting, and believably, I might add, that they were conceived and born in Shady Brook. Now, at the stage, props, and the setting of the story possibly being in the 1930s or 40s, one might argue that that's way too early for these brothers to have been born. But that's one of the fun things about this, the endless possibilities this story is laying out in front of us. The body collectors could have taken them somewhere else in time once this was all over, possibly two different points in time. That's just one of the billion 
possible story threads that now exist and this huge amount of possible Shady Brook rest home and sanitarium lore. The next year, we get our last walk through Shady Brook, at least as of this recording. And again, we get a new element, at least conceptually, added to the experience. In 2016, for Halloween Horror Nights 26, we had the House Lunatics Playground 3D You Won't Stand a Chance, featuring Jack the Clown's partner in crime, the HHN 26 icon Chance. As far as her story goes, she was arrested after the events of HHN 25's The Carnage Returns and sent to Shadybrook. Our experience and the idea with this walkthrough Shadybrook is that we'd alternate between Shadybrook and reality and Shadybrook as Chance's mind perceived it. Now, whether or not this concept was fully realized when going through that house is another discussion, and one Hunter and Shelby are likely to have when they cover Halloween Horror Nights 26 in our ongoing retrospective series. But it was a new take on the setting, and it adds to the lore with Chance now being an officially documented inmate of Shady Brook. And along with that, we do get a bit of Shady Brook in the streets in 2016. The Scare Zone, A Chance in Hell, featured inmates in Chance-inspired makeup, much like the inmates from Psychoscarapy Maximum Carnage in 2006. Now, it seems like while looking back at these two elements of the story, that the Scare Zone was the finale for the story being told in the house. Chance escaped. She takes her cellmates with her to rekindle the murder and mayhem in the streets. But you are more likely to go through the scare zone first before getting anywhere near the house. But again, that's a completely different discussion, and that will be for Hunter and Shelby to talk about in the future. 2016 was the last time we saw Shadybrook at HHN, but having gone through this rich and storied history of that building, I seriously doubt it's going to be the last. And I personally cannot wait to see what's next. Now, let's add one more fun possibility to the story. Going all the way back to the beginning of this story and to the beginning of this episode, I did say 2003 and Halloween Horror Nights 13 was the first official appearance of Shadybrook Asylum. There's an idea that there could be a story element that Shadybrook wasn't the original name of this institution. In 1999, at Halloween Horror Nights 9, there were two houses that were set in the Fairvale Sanitarium. Those houses were Psycho Through the Mind of Norman Bates and Insanity. Insanity followed much of the lore format as the start of Psychoscarapy, but in this case, we witnessed the inmates taking over. They hadn't already taken over the asylum like they did in Psychoscarapy, but they would eventually prevail. So this idea, and one that I believe is entirely fan-based, I don't think there's been any official canonization or anything fleshed out by Universal Creative, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, someone's going to tell me. So the idea is that the start of the entire psychoscarapy in the Shadybrook story was the moment the inmates took over Fairvale Sanitarium. And to cover it up, the owner or whoever ran the asylum changed the name from Fairvale to Shadybrook. Not an uncommon practice in our world. Again, not an official story element, but one that just makes talking about this bit of HHN even more fun. 2015 was the last time we saw Shadybrook at Halloween Horror Nights. But having gone through the rich and storied history of that building, I seriously don't think it's going to be the last. And I personally cannot wait to see what's next. And with that, that will do it for this HHN Legacy and Lore episode. 
There's another Legacy and Lore episode coming soon, but I did want to mention that tomorrow is the 1st of October. That is, if you're listening to this on the day that is posted, of course. And that is the start of our annual Halloween celebration at neozaz.com. We have Halloween-themed episodes of our regular series, some short-run series, one-off specials, and a ton more each year from all the content creators at neozaz.com. If you're just a Catacombs of Halloween Horror Night subscriber to our network of shows, I will say that if there's any other time of year to check out what else we do at neozaz.com, October is that time. There is more coming from the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast this season and a lot more from many of our HHN content creator friends all season long. To stay up to date with that, join our Facebook group. We are Shady Brook Asylum on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. My account is at Neozaz. We'll be sharing what we do in both those places and the posts and everything that comes with it all season long. Lastly, let me close out by saying thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this special and I will see you in that next episode. Thank you for listening to the Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights podcast. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is a Neozaz Internet Entertainment production. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit our website at neozaz.com. The Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Universal Studios Florida. All Halloween Horror Nights properties, icons, titles, events, and related items are property, trademark, and copyright, Universal Studios, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. For more Halloween Horror Nights coverage, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and follow our Twitter account at Neozaz. To help support the series and all the work we do at Neozaz, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.